Good morning. How is everybody out there? These are the sultry tones of divorcee Adam Lefko. Hi. Welcome to Crossing Broadcast. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. People were talking about my voice, so I started talking weird. Uh, we got Kyle Scott at Crossing Broad. We have Russell Joy at Joy on Broad. It is the Friday edition, a.k.a. Question Edition, a.k.a. Twitter, a.k.a. iTunes Comments, a.k.a. I hope you're going down the shore and you have a great weekend. Um, guys, I want to start off by saying I had a cheeseburger last night, and it was incredible. Uh, where did Breaking you go? news. I went to this restaurant called Balthazar, and I'm not even kidding. It was a religious experience. I closed my eyes at one point. Uh, I felt like spirits coming inside of me. That came out weird. Um, I it was it was incredible. Like it was amazing. But we're back to that other grind. Back to veggies. But it was amazing. So, so that's it. Just a one time, like you allow yourself to fall off the cart once. Oh no! I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna occasionally eat it, but like, it's not. I'm, I don't want to get too deep into this hole, but uh, that's not going to be an everyday thing. You know what Unlike I mean? Unlike the spirits. Yeah. Sorry. To me, to me, it was the bite was great because I went 31 days with not having the bite. That if I have the bite every day, it's just not going to be as great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like how people want our podcast to be five days a week. Uh, like this iTunes comment from Patrick Carney 86 great alternative. Instead of four hours a day of the same tired and lazy topics, a Philly sports podcast that is insightful and fun to listen to. Love the Russ dad jokes, Kyle's OCD, and Adam segues. Wish there was new five episode five times per week. Russ, what is it like being told you have dad jokes when you're not trying to make dad jokes? They are dad jokes. I I, I have no other kind. <laughs> A uh, vile menace, calling a violation. Hey guys, first time, long time. Is it a violation that Kyle uses Game of Thrones opening credits and images for Radio Wars post, but bashes the show? I think so. Major violation. Um, yeah, hey, hold, 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 hold on, before Kyle gets in and hedges, um, some I saw somebody tweet that yesterday, and I was really excited. I I was I I am now ecstatic. I um I didn't sleep very well last night. I was so excited to see how Kyle was going to try to talk his way out of this one. And I know it's going to sound something like this. I'm not saying that it's a bad show. I'm not bashing it. I just tried to listen to it. I tried to watch it a few times. I really gave it a try, and I'm just not into it. I'm sure it's a great show. Kyle? Kyle, did you're you a the, Did you guys see the Slack chat message I sent you of the Game of Thrones beer? It looks like a winter beer. I had a. Uh, I might have actually had that. It was. Uh, All right. There was, we're going, there was we're game. Going, there was Game um, of Thrones trivia yourself, in Westchester. Kyle. It was good. Okay. No. So uh, what I was going to say, using the Game of Thrones stuff, I just like the song. But I will say, uh, there was a period of. Well, I've always done the Radio War stuff, but there was a period where I would, instead of using the video of the song at the end of the post, I would. Uh, record myself playing the violin or the harp in like a melodramatic fashion in my office and there have been times during the course of my marriage where my wife has heard that music blasting and typically it would take me like six to seven takes to really nail down the tone of the video or the vine that I wanted to do and my wife knew that if she heard the GOT blasting it was it was time to step out like the big probably the biggest turnoff I've I've done in our marriage is is me playing the air violin on the website that's been the point of heated dinner debates oh wait hold on so you don't actually that's the the biggest turnoff 
No, I play the the well. I play the air violin. The maestro play. I don't play anything. The maestro plays it, and um, you know he just happens to come inside me, as you would say, Adam. I, I would, in fact, I did say. I just uh, now I'm afraid of that. Uh, unentitled millennial with uh, a topic that we need to talk about, Adam. Your voice is too non-monotonic to be the driver, but it works, and you are the most entertaining one of the bunch. Guys, it's bullshit. Am I the only one who thinks you sound like you need a good night's sleep and need maybe some decongestant medication? Russ, I love your nerdy, quirky zingers. The awkward exchanges between you and Kyle are hilarious. Kyle, you are good too, and I frequent your site religiously while I'm at work. Keep walking the fine line between refreshing and trolling. That we might be my talk- new tagline. I like that. Which one? Walking the fine line. <laughs> you are good too. No, um, walking the fine line <laughs> between refreshing and trolling. Uh, so I, we need to talk about this because there was a lot of people on Twitter that were saying, Adam, I thought Adam was going to be an old divorcee, <laughs> to which I said, do divorcees' voices sound differently? This has yes. been something for the last few weeks that people have commented and said, I thought Adam was going to look like a Guy Fieri looking character. Like, do you, what, can you guys explain to me? Cause no one, no one ever knows what their voice sounds like, what they're talking about. Yes. Yes. Just, uh, you, you, you have you got a, a little Cruella DeVille kind of thing going on. Okay. Yeah, so now I kill dogs. It's a, you have a crusty, a crusty velvety. It sounds like, like it, 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 this isn't an insult, but it sounds like, like if your voice was a bag of potato trips, it would be like, you know, like stepped on and stomped and crunched. Like you have a, a bit of a crunchy voice there. And I think that the, I know exactly what the divorcee thing is, because if you're a, you figure an old chain smoking divorcee, which I think someone said, you sound like a chain smoker. You know, your voice has been through the wars. You've been through the scars. You've screamed at people. You've cried hurt. You've chain smoked and drank in your way out of things. And now you've come out on the other side as a podcast host. And that's, that comes through in your voice. That is the, those are the gravelly sounds in your voice. I don't think it's an insult. I think it's a good, it's a good, deep, rich, velvety, uh, nuanced voice. But yeah, you sound you sound like you've been through a few failed marriages. Well, you know, if that's what you're gonna say, I I guess I'll take that. See, I'm enjoying this now. This is this is good. Kyle, uh, that was good. I, I caught a a bag of chips that's been stepped on. I mean, shit. He called you. Take both, me out to dinner first. He called you both crunchy and crusty. The only time crusty is ever good is either the clown or a nice Italian loaf of bread that you're gonna dip in a in a nice lobster bisque. Crunchy, <laughs> crunchy. I don't even know. This is uh, this is great. We've gotten, um, we've gotten. Yeah, because so I, 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 I know that my voice is weird, and I would say that in the mornings is when it's going to be its weirdest, just because, you know, you wake up and you're like, Ugh. so I'm glad everyone else could enjoy it. Uh, do you guys are ready to play a little bit of pop culture trivia? We're going to have to do a few of them. Uh, it's, is it hip hop? Yeah, this is going to go let, poorly. Let let Kyle. Kyle better get his Google ready. All right, so get your raising your hands. It's just a little pop culture trivia for what's gone on the last few weeks. Russ and Kyle, play along at home, guys. Which famous musician was dragged publicly for apparently giving people herpes for the last eight years? We don't have anybody buzzing in yet. Rob Thomas. No. In the description, one of the people that made this to light 
described it noticing because what came out was green. The correct answer is Usher. Ah, Usher. Whoa, no. You guys didn't hear that? No, when was I this? I guess he's going to... I was thinking about the guy yeah, who gave I the love- ba- the, that ba- horrible baby story with the cold sore. That was that's that was nothing to do with this. Go ahead. I, I, I love the fact usher, that they better I can, usher themselves can, to the doctor. Yeah, well done. I love that there's like news that I hear and it's like easy and and you guys don't hear it. Uh, all right, next one. He w- this 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 star in in movies and a lot of other stuff was photographed and videoed in the back of the car, possibly canoodling with a woman while having a pregnant wife. Harry Styles. No, he does, he's not married. The guy's married. Uh, Russ, would you like to guess? David Schwimmer. You can't just keep guessing, Kyle. It's like Jeopardy. You get one buzz in. I don't know. The correct answer is... Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh no, Philadelphia's own. You didn't see this either. No, where was no. this? It was on the internets. I don't know what to tell you, man. We all have different internets I, well, now I mean, because we all follow. I'm following like four thousand people. There, there is. It's rare that like anything can happen in the world of sports news or celebrity that isn't somewhere in my timeline, which is part of the problem. I think I miss a lot because I can't possibly read it all. But I did not hear either of these things. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. These stories came out at like the same time. All right, we'll see if you guys get this one. You should get this one. Which R and B star, oh, sure. uh, who who <laughs> had problem, who had problems or not problems, who in the past had a lot of uh, public issues with too many women under the age oh, of eighteen? R Kelly. R Kelly. This R- is easy. Well, no, no, no. No, Skippy. Russ, Russ you answered. In. You answered two, and I oh, buzzed I in. Sorry, uh, that would be right, one. R. For, Kelly. And now for the hypothetical question of the day, uh, I did this uh, at Bleacher Report with a with a Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, hold on, crossing how, broadcast how, drinking game. Every time Adam mentions Bleacher Report, take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. Take a shot. Take a shot. Sims and Lefko, take a shot. Of espresso for because it is a morning podcast. Yeah, and put some Bailey's in it. Um, how much would it take take hypothetically to let Orenthal J. Simpson stay at your house with you for a year? Think of the think of the number in your head. Don't say it aloud. Okay, can I say it now? He he he's lit. Well, hold on, Russ. Do you have yours? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go Russ first, just because Kyle is going to say his number no matter what. Russ, how much would it take for OJ to live with you and your family for a year? Um, I don't th- I don't think there is a number. Uh, I have, I have all, right, all the money available. $100 million. Okay, Russ is going $100 million for OJ to live with him and his family. Kyle, how much for uh, you? Honestly, I would... I'd, I'd probably... I can make a case for free. Uh, the amount of the amount of content. If if I'm thinking about this, like I know it's a hypothetical, but if it's a hypothetical in the real world, and I I'm doing this for a living, absolutely free. That would my website would scale to international proportions, and I would make up the money in you, in ad revenue. You would get a book deal, like yeah. living with OJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would pay for yeah, itself multiple times over. You know, assume, assuming that you live. Through yeah, it. he's yeah. he's he's not gonna kill anybody anymore. He's he's done with that. 
which is right there, what you, what everyone just heard, the listeners, I would like to note, Russell said, wow, to endanger my family, I'm going to come up with an absurd number, like $100 million. And Kyle said, yeah, but think about the content, <laughs> which is just incredible. Honestly, though, Kyle, he could, Kyle you're going to come. I, I don't, I want to. Kyle, you're going to come home from a long day oh, of work. careful here. And, <laughs> and, and. And you're going to be like, I'm so excited to see my wife and my kids. And you're going to come in and OJ will have spilled juice on his shirt. And you're going to open the door and you're going to go, oh, no, what happened? What do you think? Actually, I made you you guys come home. Come home from a long day of work. He's coming out of his basement. Work downstairs. Okay. Russ, don't demean his profession. Uh, um, I, I do. Kyle, well, Kyle, you're gonna come upstairs. You're gonna come upstairs from your basement. basement. I work on the first floor. And he's gonna be he's gonna be chopping up vegetables. He's gonna go, <laughs> Kyle, hi, and he's gonna like I'll hold the knife in the air, and you're gonna go, dear God, what did you do with them? <laughs> Honestly, though, I like you could do worse he the than knife having... because he's cutting. He's cutting open the oranges to make the the most freshly squeezed orange nice. juice for Kyle's child. <laughs> um, it's very my number was my number was ten million. Yeah, no, I I would stick by free. I don't real I don't really, I don't want my kid playing football. But you could do worse than having a Hall of Fame football player living in your house teaching your kid how to play sports. That is not in the top five ways nope. to describe him. Nope. Like like if you were if you were I mean, like all right let's play guess who's living at my house and you're like I was like okay and you were like. Hall of Famer, I'd be like, man, he's definitely not talking about OJ. The guy from The Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen. There's, I don't know, the guy that killed people. All right, let's do questions. Uh, okay. Twitter questions. Bum, 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 bum. High production value on this one. Ryan Lenahan, when is OJ going to be on the podcast? Uh, you know, I feel like he's... No? Okay. No, I, I have an answer for this. Um, he has been in jail since 2008. So super excited about Twitter, Instagram era OJ being out in the streets. Because you remember... my if I, was, if I was helping OJ acclimate back into society, I would tell him to download Twitter, create a profile, and then his first tweet should be something to the effect of, wow, Netflix is crazy. And then, like, BuzzFeed's going to be like, OJ's so relatable. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like... Well, first, two things. I feel like the... Um, it, it, you remember all the sightings? It, it used to be he was golfing, he, TMZ would get pictures and whatever. He's going to be everywhere, because every time anyone sees them, there's going to be a hashtag for OJ, and you're going to be able to chronicle everywhere he goes. Really looking forward to that. Number two... I if I'm OJ, I've again I go the double jeopardy rule here. You want to go real macabre? Open up an Instagram photo, uh, Instagram account, and start posting photos of like the murder weapon and like some really dark shit. Dude, you're you're so sick. <laughs> you're like such a sick individual. Like the more I talk to you, the more I'm like, you know, Kyle's like a dark sick. Like person. go back to the scene and take a picture of the spot and been like if I did it dot 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 and then you know some sort of emoji with like the black uh, you know skull and bones. I'm telling you that would get he'd get followers. He would yeah. There is something really wrong with you. So crazy. You're absurd. All right. You know what uh, Adam this is actually starting to make me think that maybe maybe OJ wouldn't be the biggest threat to Kyle's family within his own house. <laughs> that is just you're right. It's going to be Kyle being like, maybe if I, maybe if I hold my baby out the window, I'll get clicks. Uh, 
Erie underscore Barrister, who should the NFL pick if it had identical lucrative deals from Facebook and Amazon? I love this question. Russ? Kyle? Yeah, Amazon. No, well, Russ Russ is going Amazon. Facebook has more users, but Amazon Amazon would definitely, because we've talked about in the past, about their ability to implement the, the strategic advertising within the within the game like at, at timeouts or somebody scores a touchdown and you get a pop-up to buy their their jersey like it, it could be lucrative for the nfl and there's still a video um, platform and for, and for and for merchant yeah and for merchandising so i yeah and that that is like they're an accepted point. video so, platform at this point i think facebook and twitter have tried really hard to be that and i'm just not sure that's ever s- facebook the videos on facebook and twitter are the, the experience is different when you're at those things you're not expecting video now Amazon reinvented itself with video a couple of years ago. Facebook could do it, but I think I think Amazon makes way more sense. It seems like they want to be the long form video whatever. And that, what was the numbers? There's they have as much as almost as many people have Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video, whatever they're calling it now, as cable in the U.S. I saw that a couple of weeks ago, which is crazy. Hmm. I also though think. Um when I, when I think about Facebook, I think it feels more worldwide to me. And uh, I'm curious as to, like, if they're thinking about reach. Uh, like, uh, of the two, Facebook to me seems like, like if I was looking at a TV, like basic cable, like a CBS, NBC, ABC, because I feel like everyone has Facebook where not everyone has Amazon Prime. But if the NFL moved its way into like a subscription-based model like Prime, you know, now it's it's seen maybe as more premium content. I just think right now Amazon is trending as the number one company in the world uh, and Facebook is always up there. But Amazon just has the feelings of a, of a true giant giant right now. Yeah, in, in bed monitors in the fruit aisle at Whole Foods. Kidding. Um, Mike Ferri- Ferrioli, promising words from J.J. Redick about why he came to the Sixers. How much of that was the $23 million speaking? How much of it was the truth? And I think this would be a good place. Kyle, you were very impressed with J.J.'s podcast slash a uh, little uninterrupted documentary following video, which, man, it, it's going to be cool to have this dude embedded on the team. Yeah, I can't believe I actually like Reddick because as a hardcore college basketball fan, uh, particularly during the time when he was at Duke, I hated him along with everybody else in the country who wasn't a Duke fan for no other reason than he was just the good white guy on Duke. Um, but he seems like he seems like a really normal human being i think what came across in the podcast and the video is that he is really he is really almost weirdly introspective and was a little bit melodramatic like i totally get that these are difficult decisions and we just look at the money and think it's very easy but i did think there was a part in both of those things where he got a little over the top um, you know, worrying about going to Barcelona and stuff when when I don't think that was ever an issue and he pretty much knew all along he was going to sign on a dotted line for over $20 million regardless of how many years it was. So I thought that was maybe, maybe a bit much. But yeah, I mean, really cool to see this. I think having Brian, Cl- I'm not sure I've ever heard an athlete interview their own GM while they're before they're, they've even played a game for them. That was a, first of all, it was a really good interview. Like JJ could pick up and be in the media tomorrow if he wanted. He could be sitting next to Tony Romo if he wanted. Uh, I thought that was really good. And I thought 
that Colangelo, and someone asked a question about this, was really open, really talked about the process, talked about how if Reddick, by by Reddick's agent negotiating that deal a bit harder, it actually cost Amir Johnson some money. And if Reddick didn't sign, he had a plan B that they were going to throw less money at that would have allowed them to spend more money on a on a secondary player like Amir Johnson. So I, you never hear GMs talk about that, especially not in the throes of it all that same summer. I thought that was really interesting. And um, I, I don't think you get that if it's just immediate person interviewing him that was pretty pretty incredible listen yeah it's definitely a a must listen to if you're a Sixers fan the the initial part of the interview where he was talking about how his wife really wanted Brooklyn to make an offer and I think they were they were in Cabo with a couple of friends around free agency weekend the fact that it became really apparent that Brooklyn wasn't going to make an offer they they, it just wasn't part of their strategy. And his wife was, was bawling her eyes out over it. But I, I actually like the little bit where he talked about the way that, this, that these things change so quickly for a professional athlete, where he talked about how before he ended up with the Clippers, he thought he was going to end up with Minnesota. And then Doc got traded to the Clippers, and that, that was kind of like the game changer. Also thought it was interesting that he was uh, fielding a call from Mike D'Antoni to go play for Houston. Um, the the whole the whole interview is just really really interesting, and I like the fact it was almost like the kind of insight that that we always were thinking that we were getting from Players Tribune that Adam burst our bubble a few weeks ago. Um, but but that as a podcast form and going through that entire process, I didn't get to see the documentary yet. That's on my it's only fifteen to do list this weekend. It's only fifteen minutes, and I think right. uh, to the question, which was how much of him uh, talking was the twenty three million dollars talking <laughs> like positively about the Sixers, I'll say this: uh, it, it when you just look at like the story arc of the the video that he put out. Very early on, they fo- they focus on how little fun there was with the Clippers, and he was just like, dude, it just it, there was no energy, like people weren't enjoying it. And then you think about being around Embiid and Simmons and these young guys and Brett Brown and a city that embraces the process, and we have such a large internet community and. Man, the Sixers fans are going to... I mean, his podcast is going to be must-listen to for like the whole city just because of what he's going to bring that... Um, I don't know. It's 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 J.J. Redick is going to the company that's giving him the keys to the door. You know, like the keys to the castle. That's like, man, just come in here and we're just happy that you're here and we're going to have a great time. So uh, I, I, I think he's excited. And then also... $23 million for a guy that's really not made that money in his entire career is incredible. Yeah, and this will be a like night and day with the Clippers. You have a team. The Sixers aren't going to be as good as the Clippers were last year, but you have a team where all of the vibes are positive. When, when those guys are healthy, everything on that court, it is a fun group. It is a young group. He talked about, think about yeah, not being Kyle, able to think take on the AC. When you're on the Clippers, everyone probably said this to him at them like before the year every year. So you guys are going to have another great regular season. But if you don't make it far in the playoffs, your season's a waste, right? Yeah. So the entire regular season, people are going, yeah, but they're going to choke in the playoffs. Like even after big wins, Philly, if they win 35 games and go to the playoffs at all, we're like, this is amazing. It's just like a different paradigm completely. What do you guys think about him 
as the I, I I've said this before. I hate the 08 Phil Sixers comparisons because they're everyone's trying to say who's who on the team, and I think it's kind of stupid. However, I do feel like there's a, I'm going to do exactly that. Um, I feel like he is the Aaron Rowan. Thoughts. The guy who came is he's going to come before they they win it all and before they're great. He's Until probably not he going to run. be here till the run, but he's the veteran leader. He's a really good, not great player, but he is the veteran leader, the guy who's going to maybe kind of change the mindset of this team. I think a lot of guys on that team credited Rowan for for really showing them the way to to win in in Major League Baseball, and I feel like Reddick could do that for the Sixers and then wind up not being here when they are ultimately contending. Kyle, you think of him more as a Rowan than a than a Tommy? Yes, because Tommy, yes. Tommy's the yes. Tommy is the superstar. The, if Tommy, they signed, when we sign LeBron, yeah. that will be Tommy. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not sure every which is hilarious because they're both Cleveland Indians. Yeah, we, so Kyle, then predict what his what what uh, JJ Reddick's Aaron Rowan running into the wall moment will be. Uh, diving into Joshua Harris's lap and Harris spilling. His okay, so he's him. going for a loose ball and he sees the owner of the Sixers and just dives through him, saves the ball that turns into like a false dunk. Has no awareness. Well, has full awareness that he's about to just T-bone the billionaire in the first row. Doesn't care. Does it for who my teammates for what to win. Crowd loves him. He simultaneously simultaneously torpedoes Joshua Harris and leads to a dunk. Game, game and changer. then whose nose is whose nose is bleeding? JJ's or Josh's? Oh, Josh, Josh, Josh gets the tampon in the nose. So yeah, so that's the difference between Aaron Rowan and JJ Redick. Is Aaron Rowan caused self-inflicting damage? JJ Redick is hurting the owner that we're all still kind of skeptical about. And then Jojo Jojo gets up and replaces Josh Harris's drink with a Shirley Temple. The exact kind of beverage that, oddly enough, LeBron James tweeted at Ben Simmons about. Russ getting in on the transition game. Look at you. Silence. And that moment of silence (laughs) was brought to you by Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Mark Alfolta's bodies. Good job, guys. All right, let's get Russ involved. And what better way than talking to him about the world's game? That's right. Dude, he just gave you the greatest transition for the LeBron topic. Yeah, I know, but I didn't (laughs) want to use it. What is a LeBron topic? What is a LeBron topic? What is a LeBron topic? Is LeBron going to come to the Sixers in a few years? I don't know, dude. That sounds fucking crazy to me. And everyone that's talking about it, like, it's super great. But, like, I'm going to focus on this team because I... I I am not thinking it's going to happen. So, so Is that the topic? Well, sort of. Tim Buecher, uh, I'll, I'll... uh, graft it onto a question here. Tim Buecher asks, if you could, which top 15 player in the NBA would you add to the Sixers roster? Obviously, if you could choose, you would choose the best and you would choose LeBron. I don't think... we've. I've mentioned this. You guys called me crazy. I wrote about it. Everyone called me crazy. And now it's a thing. Jason McIntyre, your buddy Adam, wrote about it. And yeah, you're it. still fucking crazy just because other people are tweeting about it. Like, you, like, th- like However, Scientology, I'm not like, wow, these guys... Well, there's a lot of people that believe in it. I don't think this is well. You know, you know, Adam JJ Redick is on a LeBron James platform now with the uninterrupted. Yeah, because LeBron James, Simmons, LeBron James he, is going to go. Hey, JJ, where are you playing? Shit, let me follow you. That sounds great. Absolutely. Yep. But, 
Yep, I want to be on this podcast all the time. I don't said. think the, the only re- the reason this is a thing is not because you know someone just wrote it as like a pipe dream. If LeBron's going to leave Cleveland, there you have to. Th- there are very few teams that can absorb his content and are going to be in a position to to pay him, pay someone else, and also surround him with young talent. The consensus right now is the Lakers because someone wrote he can mold them into his own ball of clay and do whatever he wants with the Lakers. The Lakers have some cap issues, and they would have to get rid of players and do a lot of tinkering. The Sixers, if they were to come out this season and be really good and Embiid, Embiid regardless of how young he is and inexperienced, he could be a top three big man, maybe the best big man in the league this year already if he plays. You add in Fultz and Simmons, one of them is rookie of the year caliber. LeBron could come here. He could bring someone else with him. The Sixers could dole out two max contracts and you have an instant contender. And oh, by the way, he is like little bros with Ben uh, Ben Simmons, as you saw by that tweet. So I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's it's actually that crazy. There's probably a short Uh, list of five and six teams that this could actually be for. Kyle, I get it. I get it. I get it. I just th- this. You're being a realist. No, it, yes, and there's the he's, notion he's where it's like Cleveland. where it's like we can afford them, and we're gonna have other players, and it's like sure, but like, do you like I would? This is what I hope LeBron does, which he's not going to do. I want LeBron James to only sign one-year contracts for the rest of his career and go on a a, a world tour of <laughs> playing for different teams. And he signs like one-year $40 million contracts. And every year, it changes the entire landscape of free agency because everyone has to be ready for their yearly LeBron. And here he comes and he goes to play for the, for the Lakers and then the Sixers and then the Timberwolves wolves and then the rockets and he just he does a world tour where you can't hate him because he could eventually play for your team as much shit as you're you're gonna talk and he creates like this path and then he plays for a year in china that's what i'd love him to do but so he becomes the new he becomes the nba's yarmir yager yeah but that has nothing to do with his possibility for like the the potential that he he's just not going to live in Philly. Like I just don't see he's it. He's living in Cleveland. Like I, he's from Cleveland. Okay, Kyle. fine, but it's different. He's from Akron. Right, but Adam, you. really? I mean, <laughs> Russ, you piece of shit. Why, like I don't get the notion of why. Like why wouldn't he live in Philly? There are of the thirty some teams. Why? Why are we? No, so but of the thirty professional this. sports We're, cities, Philly is on the top uh, seven of places to live i mean there are a lot worse places you could be uh, I, I, heard Houston, like, Oklahoma I heard he City, doesn't like i heard he doesn't like i heard he doesn't like the local websites aka oh. crossing broad that's fair enough uh to, to answer adam do you actually do you think there's any chance that he stays in cleveland because i no. I don't. so he has like three I places think, he could if go. we listen if we listen to the to the jj uh podcast about how the clippers lost fun Cleveland does not seem like a fun team to be on right now. I so LeBron has one don't. year, and uh, we were I was I had a few friends over yesterday, and we were talking about uh, who's going to be in the NBA Finals. Talking about and their said, failed marriages. Yeah, exactly. All of, all of us <laughs> divorcees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I'm an idiot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, like, if I had a bet, a real bad drag of a cigarette. Whew. You know, that's it's called acting. Okay, Merrill taught me that. Um, I said, you know, if I had to bet, I'd probably bet on Warriors-Cavs again. And then I caught myself. I said, you know what I would also bet on? 
them trading Kyrie like middle of the way through the year. Like I could totally see Dan Gilbert going, they think they're going to leave me. I'm sending them wherever I want to send them and like trading them in the middle of the year to get assets. I could definitely see them trading Kyrie. They obviously can't trade LeBron, but trading Kyrie and all that stuff uh, and imploding themselves. To, um, Circling back to actually answer that guy's question, besides LeBron, I think the answer to this, I don't know if he's probably right on the fringe of top 15, maybe number 15. Uh, I think Clay Thompson's the guy for the Sixers. I think Redick is the is the fuck ba- you, Kyle. That was my guy. And uh, you were like Clay Thompson over Steph Curry. What? Remember, I said I'd have rather have Clay Thompson over Steph Curry. Oh, I think you're nuts, but I don't, I don't think that's a, a reasonable. I'm trying to go with like reasonable outcomes here, and and Clay Thompson to me, Redick is the guy who is who is whole, keeping Clay Thompson's seat warm here because whether the Warriors trade Thompson next year to get something for him before he's a free agent, they're they're not going to be able to keep him. They're going to keep everyone else except for him. His deal's up in two years, so whether they trade him next summer for something or just let him walk in two years, that is the guy reddit could be here for a year maybe re-up for another year clay thompson's the guy you throw all the money at he'd still only be 29 that would be right when the sixers are ready to strike and you go get uh, you know he's the significantly better version of jj reddick that is the that's the guy for and Colan and colangelo colangelo goes listen i know you're gonna want one of my big three guys maybe sharich i got this guy unbelievable the one over there in the mustache and the glasses his name is Malil Jokafor. Nobody knows about him yet. He's unbelievable. All right? He's got some really world-class seasoning. You interested? Yeah, Malil. Yeah, Jokafor. He's fantastic. It's amazing how we've all forgotten. Wow, that it, that sounds like the, uh, the art of the deal. Yeah, yeah this is very Trumpian. Very Let's Trumpian. Go. All right, let's get... God, stop bringing his name up. You're, di- you're dividing our fan base. Uh, Russ, Kevin Barrett. Yeah. Legit question. Why did the link field look so bad for the Gold Cup? Will they replace the turf for Eagle season? I didn't watch the Gold Cup. Did it look like shit? It did. It looked really, really bad. It it looked like um, not quite Week 15 NFL season, but it, it did not look. Uh, it did not Does look. Does anyone good. want to take a stab as we'll to say. why? So I think yeah, you this, do. Does this mean you have insider no, info? Uh, I, it's summer concert season. There's been a few concerts there, right? Uh, there, yeah. There was my a... favorite time for this was when the link opened the very first year, and there was a concert Bruce, right, right before the first game. It was I was going to say Bon Jovi. I don't remember who it was. Was it Bruce? And the field was just destroyed. And and they were like they're like and now the new stadium of the Philadelphia Eagles. And half the field was like burnt brown grass. And it was like yep. the and then like Joe Juravicious like caught that ridiculous ball uh he tipped it to himself oh yeah. man i was there for that game me and my dad snuck in the stadium Ooh, i want to hear this i have wow. a good sneaking story uh so uh man i don't want to get my dad in trouble but we we my yeah, dad does uh, like statue uh, of limitations you statue had of limitations you clearly here, had tickets yes you yeah it wasn't a sneak in you had tickets yeah. go ahead tell us the story of your ticket yeah my tickets Dang. so my uh my dad does uh refrigeration and uh, unexpected. so we pulled up unexpected. We what do you mean? I oh, was, did I not say it? No, I was not expecting your dad was at a refrigeration guy. 
Yeah, my dad does a, uh, AC refrigeration. Check them out. It's Keystone Refrigeration. Keystone Refrigeration. Call Bruce Lefko. Help you with all your business's refrigeration needs. Um, Why isn't he sponsoring the podcast? Uh, because I'm not having him spend his money on it. Because we're trying to get other people's money, Russ. That's how advertising works. You're not like, oh, can I pay myself? Uh, I'd pretty much take any money. Just Russ like, Russ like, I'll have my... Sc- yeah, Russ is like, my wife's going to advertise the podcast. It's like, why? That's so dumb. Um, what is she advertising? She has an Etsy store. <laughs> so oh. we pull up in a van uh, to the back gate uh, like an hour or two before the game. I like it. And we're I like, like yeah, the way this we're, is going. We're like, yeah, there's some, there's some ice machines that are down. We got we to gotta, we gotta fix them. <laughs> and so... We park and we go in there and I'm wearing like a uniform like I work for his company. And uh, <laughs> we go up there and we stand on the like the spiral staircase. This is the plot of every uh, Steven Seagal movie, just so you know. Yeah. Go ahead. This sounds like ocean. So we're standing there and we're, we're getting ready for the game to start and they're like, please direct your attention to the spiral staircase where Rocky is standing. And it's like, goosh, goosh, goosh. And like all these lights go right on us. And I'm like, oh my God, we're Rocky. And then we didn't realize that like one flight up in the stairs is Sylvester Stallone on a zip line. <laughs> and then right above us, he zip lines in and we're like, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And then we watched the Tampa Bay Bucks kick the shit out of us. But other than that, it was a great night. That game was let down city. Was he really on a zip line? I thought he was just standing there yeah. with his... No, no, no. Uh, Sylvester Stallone ziplined into the field. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. They went all out, and then Joe Juravicious just shit all over us. Wow. Um, I, he I, did. I, I, Joe Juravicious ruined every good yeah, Eagles he, moment. He did. Uh, NFC Championship game the year before. I mean, he was just the worst. I have a quick sneaky. The worst story. joke was when people. The worst joke was when people would go, and Joe Juravicious is still running. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, quick sneaking in story. Wow. Game one, 1997 Stanley Cup Finals in Philly. Won a ticket. That was the height of my Flyers fan. And won a ticket so bad. We were in the Daily News. When you used to have to go in the back of the Daily News to look for people selling their tickets. And the cheapest seat, I want to say, it was like $350. Which in 1997, it's probably $500 in today's money. Um, wanted to go so badly. So my mom is one of those people who talks to everybody. She will go to the store and know more about that cashier than that cashier's spouse does by the time the transaction's done. So she frequented the local supermarket, the local Super Fresh, developed a relationship, no jokes here, developed a relationship with the meat man, the butcher. Um, he was like an Italian guy, I forget his name. I want to say it was like Sal or something, Car- Carmen or something. Um, he had a friend, Butch, who knew someone down at the Wells Fargo Center. Long story short, mom talks to him, tells me and my dad, my dad, like straightest arrow in the world, um, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to disrupt any of any of the rules and, and get into any of this stuff. But dad of the year knows I want to go to game one of the Stanley Cup finals. My mom tells him that she talked to Carmen at the butcher and that he has a friend, Butch. We're going to meet him under the American flag on the Broad Street side of the Wells Fargo Center. So here's... Uh, my dad, uh, me, four, 13, 14 year old me with my flyers hat and oversized Lindrosh jersey. And we meet up with this big, hulking, muscle bound, tight black t shirt guy, Butch, and his girlfriend. And Butch looks at us and goes, You, Kevin? 
you, Kyle. And, you know, we nod our heads and, and I think just mostly out of fear. And he gives us like the two fingers, come with me. So we walk in and he's like, just play cool. Don't say anything. And we walk right past the go to the turnstile. And I don't know what sort of gambling that the chick at the turnstile had with him. But he looks at her, gives her the wink, says they're with me. And we just magically walk right through the turnstile. This is before they had the Scantron tickets. And we are in game one of the Stanley Cup finals. Problem, and you probably ran into this, Adam. We did not have a seat. And unlike Lincoln Financial Field, there is not, or Citizens Bank Park, there is not open standing room area for, for games to inside an arena. So we had to go to the tunnels, but we got chased out of every single tunnel. Usher, where's your ticket? Where's your ticket? Where's your ticket? So we went to the Red Bell Brewery, got chased from there because why is a 13-year-old standing at the bar watching the game? My dad said our, his wife was in the bathroom and we were getting back to our seat and we left after the first period with me in absolute tears in time to watch the third period and the Flyers lose on their way to getting swept so that didn't end well either and the moral of that story is don't trust the guy named starting there's that and also when kyle starts a story and says long story short he ain't gonna shorten it you're gonna get the full story Well, there's no way you can't just skip the butch there you got to give the meat market guy and then you got to end it with i went home in tears adam let me let me perk up kyle please do i'm gonna I'm gonna circle back Fluff around. Ooh, so circle it. I know. I know that. I know that uh, nobody wants to hear about soccer. So let me let me just hit Kyle with this headline that came from the Washington Post about that game in Philadelphia. Beyond Nipplegate, Concacaf looks into alleged bite during U.S.'s odd Gold Cup win. Yes, that's right, folks. In the last game that the the men's national team played against El Salvador, Josie Altador was not only bit. But he was also given a purple nurple in the game. There were punches thrown. None of these things were caught by the ref. But, yeah, Henry Romero from from El Salvador. I didn't know the Wachutus were biters. Yeah, I saw saw Josie Aldador getting his nipple twisted. And I was like, like, soccer. I mean, grow up. I mean, geez, you're a bunch of nipple-twisting nerds. Hey, Russ. Do you do you what? play soccer video yeah. games? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming FIFA. FIFA's, FIFA's great. Well, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, there's it's it's yeah, okay. Man, but like, I play yeah. I played Pro, humble Pro brag humble brag. Count. I played Keenan Allen in FIFA a few weeks ago. He I, was cool. And I, I saw that actually. You guys posted that, right? Oh, Levko, we could. Uh, Who was you your down, squad? Adam? I I no I, idea. You just I'm picked a team in England. No, I'm, I'm Everton. No, he doesn't pick Everton because Everton sucks on. Uh, no, no, I do use Everton. Everton, Everton sucks. No, I do use Everton. That's my fucking squad. If you keep talking shit, Russ, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to buy you a really old avocado and leave it on your doorstep. The reason I the That'd reason I asked that question... We'd finally meet you. That'd be... As that'd be to sweet. which game it was, because apparently Pro <laughs> Evolution this year is like looks really good and they have a free beta on ps4 right now and i went and looked at the reviews from last year and i didn't realize ign ranked pro evolution they gave it like a 9.6 out of 10 and called it the best playing soccer game ever yeah it it is good like it's it's a lot of fun as someone who's been playing fifa for seven years and you know they they iterate each game but it generally feels like the same game i'm really intrigued by the pro evolution uh beta and uh, my wife is having some people, uh, some girls over for wine tonight, so I think I'm going to come upstairs and, and play Pro Evolution tonight, and I will report oh back. There's some God. problems with it, though. They're, they're, I hope uh, our listeners they don't have all the, appreciate they don't have all the rights. how little you guys real. 
my my wife's having friends over for wine. I'm gonna sneak upstairs and play some Pro Evolution. I heard that IGN ranked this video game high. It's a big Friday night for me. Oh my god, dude, is this what my life is gonna be? Friday. Is this like a preview? Oh, it is. Shit. I totally forgot. Sneak upstairs to play an off-brand soccer game. (laughs) God. Uh, Holy crap. Dude, sneak up a juice box and some almonds, but don't get too crazy. <laughs> uh, no, man, he's gonna he's gonna go hit Burger King, and he's no. gonna get himself Yuck. a nice little a nice little uh, chicken fries and those those weird mac and Cheetos. All right, so that's how he's we gonna. Were, I, and then I was on the way. Cherry icing. I was on the way to the restaurant last night, and we passed. We're passing McDonald's, uh, at which I haven't had in years. And my girlfriend asked me what my McDonald's order was. What is your McDonald's order? Uh, I'll just go the number one breakfast combo is probably the the most frequented. I do the same thing at every fast food place. I do what I call dollar menu madness. It's usually (laughs) two. It's usually two uh, value cheeseburgers. Two value chicken sandwiches, a French fry. If they have mozzarella sticks, I'll hit that as well. Ugh. And when I go to Burger King, typically hit up the uh, the frozen the frozen Coca Cola. But for anybody who's ever experienced this, I'm hoping I'll get one person on Twitter who agrees. If you ever try to go to a Burger King and get a frozen Coke, it almost I would say two out of ten times you can actually get it because the other eight times the machine the is broken. The fact that you branded and then, this is my and then there's, favorite part of and you. Then there's and then the, the worst part is then the person looks at you after they've charged you and didn't look at the machine to see that it's not working. Is they uh, they then say, hey, do you want cherry? No, I don't want cherry. If I wanted cherry, I would have ordered it in the first place. Like if, if I go through a drive-thru and I say, I want a Sprite, and you, and you come around and they say, oh, we don't have Sprite. Do you want Dr. Pepper? No, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I'm either a, at McDonald's, I'm either a Big Mac guy or I do the number two, which is two individual cheeseburgers, and then I get a six-piece nug. Um, but man, I haven't had McDonald's in like three years, probably. That's the good thing about living in New York is I'm not, I'm never in a car and I never go, I won't tell any, I'll eat this in the car. So no one realizes what I'm doing. I would say about 80% uh, of my fast food McDo- consumption I, happens behind the wheel. I really oh, am not. Dude, a big when fan I of. was a reporter and I would be driving around all the time. That's all they have in the Midwest the, I, is like fast foods and chains, oh. right? It's just, and it, you just, you're filled with regret. Don't get like I'm Buffalo crushing an onion ring and zesty sauce. And I'm like looking in the rear view, like, what are, what are you becoming? <laughs> yeah, when, when my wife was pregnant, uh, one of the, the things that I used to do, she she is Careful, a McDonald's dear. drive-thru. Like, she, no, listen, she'll, when, when the Flyers are playing, sometimes we'll end up doing the 50 Nugget Challenge if they score on the power play. <laughs> what? And, and what and what yeah and so what we would uh Russ, what I'd end up doing Russ when she was fat. pregnant is I would go to uh, I no, know no, we, are, um, we are we are all I've, I've got I've got some some we dad are all going, fat but, kids uh, are, is what it is I would go get her I'd get her you know the fifty nuggets from uh Jesus from McDonald's fuck. but I would swing by but I would swing by uh, Burger King and get the zesty sauce because that's what a good husband does your cholesterol wow, that's a hell of a combo <laughs> zesty sauce is is that is that crack though. Do you really? It's you guys so would good. punish off fifty wings or no, nuggets? Not wings. Nuggets. Sorry. Yeah. No, I witnessed wow. two yeah. editors I mean, at Bleacher t- Report the- try and do individual fifty bucket challenges, is and then about thirty-two, both of them were like running to the bathroom. Is, it, is this a real thing? I didn't even know this was a thing. Well, they don't have it anymore. Now you have to get two twenties and a ten. <laughs> but yeah, it, 
<laughs> I know it's it's kind of sad that I know I, this. my f- uh, and my wife is my wife is super skinny and like that's the other thing that that sucks about this like as as two pregnancies happened she started getting a sweet tooth so I would I would like bake cookies because she like we didn't want to spend the money on cookies so I learned how to bake and and she you know lost all this weight and and life was great she had a baby and and you know women have the 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 cheat code of you know feeding they get to burn calories and what do i get stuck with yeah, dad bod i'll, I'll say so, it yeah. again pregnancy oh is pregnancy you is harder just, on, the, you're, on the men than the women i'm telling you i'm telling you it was it was hard yo russ <laughs> russ just said she created a baby birthed a baby but then i got stuck with the weight oh russ yep yo <laughs> <laughs> I pretty Do much say this to let your wife listen to this episode. Oh no! Oh, I say that all the time. And uh, you guys are crazy. I ended up with so much more weight than she did, and it—it's it, just—it's upsetting. She had the cheat code of you know get the delivering the child and getting rid of most. Of the Adam, can't you wait to? Well, you're uh, lucky you're divorced, Adam. <laughs> I'm not okay. I almost—I almost got ran. <laughs> he said—he said something like, "I that. wish I was actually a divorce. I would make it so much better." Uh, nope, no ring, no Can ring. Can you give us divorce voice again? Uh, so hold on, uh, we uh, we haven't even talked about Tony Bruno and Radio Wars. Kyle, what are you hearing? Uh, yeah, I'm not hearing much of anything. I think my uh, I think our six one zero six three two jabs have sufficiently pissed off uh, my few folks over at ninety seven five to the point where they don't return my text messages. Um, however, uh, yeah, robtornoaffiliate.com. I don't know if he was speculating or not about Bruno and Gargano. I, I wrote, I think, six weeks ago that 97.5 is, was going to replace Ellis or would most likely replace Ellis and Mertidis and Hayes, uh, Mertidis and Mays could be a possibility, Eminem. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but obviously there will be a, a some sort of a decision with Harry Mays and a co-host made before football season. At the time, also wrote that they were most likely, certainly going to put a permanent co-host alongside Gargano in place of Shander. So that's really what Rob Torno wrote, and he speculated about Gargano, said it's a name he's heard. I suspect with the way he wrote it that he heard something somewhat legitimate that Bruno could be with Gargano. So uh, I don't know much more than that. To me, I, I think that's a, a fairly decent combo. It does continue the Italian guys in the morning thing that we've had on Philly Sports Talk Radio, and that's a lot of um, there's a lot of personality between Gargano and Bruno, which it might be a bit much, and I think that shows a little little bit too old school. If I'm programming that lineup, I think no brainer. Harry and Tony, those guys have a great rapport. They are that is a morning show. They have morning show guy personalities. Gargano does not. He is a he's an afternoon show. He is straight sports, old school Philly. He's the guy. He's the guy who the blue-collar guy wants to listen to driving around in their truck, and that's the midday guy. The office people are listening before 9 a.m. and after 5 a.m. That's when you have have Tony and Harry in the morning, put Anthony on from 10 to 2. I don't know if he'd do it. I don't know if they want to spend that much money in that time slot. He would be perfect, and then you have Mike. That's a good lineup. That lineup makes sense. What I would suspect they're going to do is put Tony with Anthony, someone else with Harry and Mike, which to me would... Could work, but is not the ideal lineup they could have if Tony returns to that station. And I know yeah, Tony had always wanted Twitter, to do a morning show with them. Yeah, people on Twitter were saying what you were saying, too. That it's like, Bruno and Harry were incredible. They were so great. And they're perfect for the morning because they're they're like our show was today. They were all, they're all over the place. They're 
super high energy. They're, you know, they're not just stick to sports guys. And that's what works on morning radio. It Gargano's just sit here and talk about, you know, oh, the Philly fan and why are we four for four? That's not a morning conversation. And I think that's why that show's not working. Bruno Amaze was my absolute favorite show when I was in college. God, you're young. Uh, and, and yeah, I know. Um, they, they just... It's weird because as a as a process guy, I should hate Tony Bruno, but I don't. And and as somebody who typically bashes traditional radio in the city, he's a guy that in theory I, I shouldn't support, but I, I really do like him, and I, I love the show that he did with Harry. And that's uh, the reason, Russ, the, is what you're seeing is Tony Bruno is a legend in radio, and the reason that you know you think you should hate him but you like him is because he's talented. And he's really and, good. And I, that's something that I don't think people realize is you're not going to be able to come up with new and crazy content every day that keeps people excited. We've we are we have. I hope you guys have realized how hard it is doing this three days a week for an hour, and then the and it's really content's not always going to be great, but the guy makes the show. The production makes the show. The preparation makes the show. And Bruno is a fucking pro. And that's why. And I, I, that's. I'm glad that you just had that realization. That's awesome. Well, it's not like it just happened. I'm just saying, like, I know. You know thanks, Russ, for that moment. It was really special. Well, hey, you ruined my uh, my beautiful transition. You're I right. Before, you're right. You're so, right. We're uh, even. One for one. Uh, Jose in Norristown. Jose, you're on 97.5 The Fanatic. Go on, Jose. That wasn't bad. Give me your Tony again. Give me your Tony. I can't. I can't do it. Like, what up, Bruno? What up, Maze? We got some hockey no, action, Bruno. yo. Bruno. That was college. That was college to me. Uh, all right, fine. Um, Kyle Scott in in Doylestown. When we come back on ninety-seven five, it was better. Jose in Norristown yeah, was better. It was a little better. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, do else? you guys have any plans for the weekends? Yeah. Why are people asking about Lizzie McGuire and Avril Lavigne, Kyle uh, weirdo? <laughs> These guys are my friends from college, actually. Um, Whoa! I was a, I was, yeah, they're both they're both New York, up in New York with you. Adam, Matt, the guy, the one guy works at TV stations in New York, and Joe is some sort of PR director or something somewhere. Uh, they uh, two things. So my sophomore year of college, my Halloween costume was Avril Lavigne. I thought that would be cool. I was working out at the time, so I wanted to, basically just wanted to wear a wife beater because I was working out at the time. So I did the Avril Lavigne look. Here's here's the rub on this story. We had a party at uh, I had the party place my sophomore year, the one year I had the party place. We had like a hundred people there. So I this freshman girl shows up also in an Avril Lavigne costume. There are two people out of a hundred wearing the Avril Lavigne costume. So naturally, I use this as an excuse to chat her up. Well, long story short, we wind up dating for four years, like through the end of both of our colleges. So uh, our our origin story was that we were both Avril Lavigne. So that was that. Was that. And Lizzie McGuire, I made an offhand comment once in college. That I thought Lizzie McGuire was hot, and they bought me a Lizzie McGuire DVD for my birthday. Uh, which Yeah, my friend Dan loved. Man, Kyle, that, that really sounds complicated. What's, what's that? <laughs> Did I say it was complicated? It's, no, I, oh, I oh, oh! Yeah, my friend, nice. Dan, my friend I Dan see. had a huge crush on Lizzie McGuire too. Yeah, and then she she got like she got weird and like had all sorts of work done, and she she ruined she ruined that in a hurry. 
uh, whatever her name is. Hillary. You, got, you guys got any? Uh, you guys got any big plans this weekend? What are you guys doing? Uh, I think Pro Evolution Soccer. Wow. Russ. It looks like Russ. Uh, you going to go do Midnight ma- Dollar Menu Madness or whatever you call it? No, I've been staying away from it. I've been counting my calories. Nice. Keeping it to 40 weights. Wait, wait, wait. It is a really sad... I hate... I I really don't like either of you because of the vegetarian-vegan thing. Like, I'll never do it because I like my... You know, I care about myself a little bit too much. But it got me going on this little bit of a health kick about not uh-huh. not eating, like, a total fat uh-huh. kid. Anymore. You hate us because uh, we're which, saving which, your life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Way, yeah, way to be appreciative, bro. My, my friends all through college used to say, like, we can't wait until your metabolism slows down. And I think... I think that moment has finally hit it's it is uh wait you were a metabolism it's, it's, it's guy you were the guy that'd be like man i can eat whatever i want my metabolism is crazy oh well, those are the worst i mean i didn't i didn't tote that but i yeah like i i would out eat everybody and and then i was the skinniest one and that's me you know. i mean i'm i'm 150 some pounds soaking wet i'm the, i'm the guy when i don't work out i lose weight like 100 percent. i go to the gym to keep up weight and and put on weight Are, so let's do. I don't think let's do this for the for the people listening. What is your what is your height weight? What is your NFL uh, combine profile? Uh, like six. this is this is so this weekend the people will be like walking around. They're like, man, Kyle is five two one twenty. I could I could take him. No, he's taller than no, five. I'm two. exactly six foot and uh, one one fifty five. Kyle is six foot one fifty five. Russ, what are you weighing in at? I'm like a solid five six, one seventy. I think at last weigh in. Man, this is great. We're what, learning a lot. And what um, are you, Adam? I'm. What do you, here? What do you think I am? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. As an old divorcee, I'm good at this. Adam, have you lost much weight since the vegan? I lost. Thing? I lost seven pounds. Okay. Which is cool. Okay. Adam strikes me as being like six no. two. No? Okay, give your guess. I think you're wrong. I have yeah. Right, give so your I, guess. I haven't I, said anything. I, that was Kyle. I I guess six two. Let's go with like, what's a what's a reasonable weight? Let's say like one ninety. Is that is that two uh, like is two oh five fat for somebody who's six two? Like I don't. I've never had to get really much past that. Kyle, what's as your a, what's as a your short guess? guy? <laughs> he, he way overestimating on the height. I could tell by your wall avatar pick that you're not six foot. I'm gonna go five eleven. Whoa. Wow, Kyle! Five eleven, one ninety. Oh wait, no, I said five eleven, one ninety five. And this is where they get. Uh, I take a step back. I am six two two seventeen. Wow! Yeah, I I nailed oh, the height. Wow. Yeah. I nailed so the height. Uh, and so I, I so AKA hey. AKA I like to bump into people at bars. This is one of my favorite pastimes. Oh yeah, dude! Hit the gym. Get the, get your weight up. Wow. Bit taller than I thought. Was not expecting you to be that tall. What I say? Yeah, yeah it was I good. nailed that. That's the uh, that's that's the number one thing that people on camera hear is either, "Wow, you're taller than I thought you were." That's usually the number one thing that you get. Hey guys, did we see this? Going back to our Ben Simmons what? tweeted LeBron James at uh, one thirty a.m. A picture of a Shirley Temple. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do that to you guys this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna slack a Shirley Temple this weekend at one thirty eight in the morning. I will be maybe in Margate. But oh yeah, people really comments. Really wanted. There were comments that were like, Adam, man, I've always thought you were old for your voice. Uh, Like when you were saying Margate, I imagined you were talking about the seventies. 
Oh, that was interesting. What is happening? Yo, I, I just have to make a real quick plug. There was a there was a kid who sent... I dropped this in the Slack chat. Um, there was a, a kid who used our topic of the uh, Shore House from oh a while God, back to write yeah, a paper. thank you for bringing this up. To, We're going to end with this. To write a paper... Uh, I think the topic was was how to write an appropriate rebuttal with in text citations is is what I got out of it, um, but it's it is an absolute takedown of my shorehouse for a paper that this kid wrote for his professor. This at Penn guy State. wrote uh, a his name was Eric Eric Bilbro. Yeah, Eric Bilbro. So I wanted to give him a shout. I definitely out. want to give him a shout out. When we did the shorehouse, he had to I imagine for a class write a letter to someone that was like proving points or whatever, and he completely broke down paragraph by paragraph all of Russ's draft picks about how taking Ilya Brzezgalyov was not a good way to set it up and even though he came with a solid Donald Bertier pick in the third uh, what my, my my house would have been done the contention in the house that maybe they'd want to party with Adam more than Russ uh, all the complications that could happen and it was a very detailed thing asking for a response it was I actually really enjoyed reading it it was a five page paper it was five page holy shit i read the whole thing that's embarrassing <laughs> it was five pages russ what is your russ what is page. your big retort to him um i will be drafting a a reply i'm currently in the midst of doing some grad work but i when i you're when actually I get a gonna moment, write something I will... back absolutely russ is off for the summer what, yeah, he what, wrote, what else do you have to do? he he wrote he wrote a five-page paper. Like, yeah, gotta gotta give him an official rebuttal. You know that moment he in your rebutted. life where you realize that you were up at 6 a.m. to do a podcast with one guy that sneaks upstairs while his wife is having wine to play an off-brand soccer game, and the other one is going to spend his summer replying to a college student that spent a five-page paper on an imaginary shore house, and you're sitting there going, fuck. I, you, guys know, you, guys ever, you guys ever gone through that before? Uh, yeah, every day. I yeah. love okay, cool. yeah. I love how our shorehouse topic has turned into an academic paper. I I'm, I'm blown away. I've seen things. That's what I've seen. Yeah, that was that was like my biggest yeah, takeaway. That is impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. So that's when you know you've made it. We, I get and Russ. How did you know. he send that to you? Did he just send you like a word doc? So he he tweeted. Yeah, he tweeted at you and said, "Where oh, can I, I send fan mail?" And uh, and I said, "I have a feeling this is in fan mail." And he said. Would it would it have really would I have really taken days to send you straight hate mail? And I was like, all right, fine. So I gave him an email. Like I had a separate email address that I've never used before, just for the heck of it. And yeah, he sent it as a word doc and with kind of the message of this isn't meant as a as a dig. I just wanted you to to see that, you know, I used the topic from the podcast yeah. and what was his name again? I, you know what? What it, was, was his name? Was it Eric Bilbro? Eric. I think it's try and post this. Can I post this on the site? Can you ask him if I can post this? I mean, I'm sure he's listening, so if he uh, he can just tweet at you. Russ, ask your boy. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, Always fun to get to as many tweets. Oh shit! Did oh I already did the iTunes comments. Yeah, I already did that. Oh hey, by the way, the uh, Gold Cup semifinals tomorrow, ten o'clock, men's national team. Nobody's gonna watch because it's way too late. Way too I'll, be pl- late. I'll be playing. I'll be uh, playing. Uh, I had to get that in there. Uh, 
Exactly. Have a great weekend, guys. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening and subscribing to the Crossing Broadcast. Leave us an iTunes review. Five stars would really be awesome. And remember, if you write a comment with your five stars, we will read it on Monday's show. We forgot show. our critical so- review. We could get to it mean? next week. The, the guy, the, the three-star guy right. with the in-depth review. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we to that, that on Monday. Yeah, right. Didn't we do that on Wednesday? No. If you're out and you're partying this weekend and you go, this would be something funny I'd like to say to the Crossing Broad guys, leave in the comment section. Go over there or hit Kyle, myself, or Russ up on Twitter. The only problem is is we forget Twitter eventually. So the iTunes, we will not forget. So that, well, that one we'll definitely get on. Enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend. I hope it doesn't rain too much, and we will see you guys on Monday.